Hello, friends. This is the Johnson City Living Podcast, where we talk about the people, places, events, and flavors that make Johnson City, Tennessee a lovely place to live. I'm your host, Leighton Hart, and today we've got a really great show for you. Today's guest is Jenna Moore. Jenna moved to Johnson City in 2013 after graduating from the University of South Carolina, and she jumped right into the fast-paced world of local news as a producer at WJHL. Then a few years later, thanks to some connections she made by living in downtown Johnson City, she landed a job as the Director of Sales for the Johnson City Convention and Visitors Bureau. Now, that's a mouthful. And if you don't know what a Convention and Visitors Bureau is, I'll confess, I've never given it much thought either, but it's Jenna's job to sell groups of people on coming to Johnson City for things like conferences, youth sports tournaments, motorcycle rallies, and business meetings. We had a great discussion. I think you're going to enjoy today's show. And as always, today's show was recorded in the Market Street Media Studios in downtown Johnson City. Market Street Media makes it really, really easy to start your own podcast. Check them out online at marketstreet.media. And now here's Jenna Moore. All right, so Jenna Moore, welcome to the Johnson City Living Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me today. Yeah, so... Let's just get started right off, and why don't you tell me, uh, where'd you grow up, and how'd you get to Johnson City? So I usually start with saying I'm from Greenville, South Carolina, Yeah. because I am, but more specifically, I'm from Greer, South Carolina. Okay. And more specifically than that, I'm from Blue Ridge, South Carolina. Oh, wow. Even which actually, deeper than Greer. Yeah, it's a little section of Greer. It's, it encompasses part of Greer, Taylor's, and Traveler's Rest, yep. and it's a small community, um, but Greer primarily yeah. is what people identify with and so for people who don't know Greer is going to be kind of between Greenville and Spartanburg Mm -hmm. more Greenville than Spartanburg probably yeah like 25 minute drive to Greenville but it's a little more rural than than the city okay and it was a different place than it is today oh I'm sure Greenville has exploded over the last 10-15 years uh is your family still there everyone okay mom dad brother sister well sister-in-law but uh nephew grandparents there's like two family members that do not live in Greenville or the surrounding areas. So, okay. so you're like the prodigal daughter. You're, you've wandered off to, yeah. to make your fortune. But only two hours away. Okay. There yeah, was yeah. a, it couldn't have been too far. It had to be a quick trip for a weekend. Yep. You know, my mom to come visit me and vice versa. Yep. Yep. That's good. That's good. Uh, okay. So uh, grew up in Greer. Um, where'd you go to school? So I went to University of South Carolina in Columbia. Okay. So I'm a Gamecock fan. Okay. And, you know... It's been a tough couple of years, but luckily living in Johnson City or anywhere in Tennessee, it's not too hard because we're both pretty terrible. Surely they have some program that's done well. Do they have a uh, diving, swimming and diving team? Hey, we're team not or doing bad at basketball right yeah, now. that's true. That's true. Not the best, but not the worst. So, you know, we'll take it. We'll take whatever we can get right now. Carolina has had a rough go of it over the last It makes it easier, years. though, being among Tennessee fans because it's not been easy for them either. Yeah, nobody's, like, killing it right now. So Right. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so school at Carolina, what did you study there? Studied broadcast journalism. Okay. And that's actually what brought me here. Okay. Uh, when looking for a job after college, I was looking kind of in a five-hour radius of Greenville, so yeah. where I could get home easily um, for any kind of job in, in TV news and found a job here at WJHL, and that's where I came right after school, fall of 13. Fall of 13, okay. So what, what did those first days at JHL look like? What kind of stuff were you doing? So I was a producer there, so I did the evening newscast and um, 
had a pretty good shift, and it worked out that I came in at a time when there's a, there was a lot of new girls all around my age, all of us from, you know, everywhere from, like, Seattle to Texas, yeah. and we were from all over the place, and yeah. all just, like, started at WJHL within, like, a three-week window. Oh, wow. So we had, like, a really quick, instant group of friends yeah. to, like, kind of explore the city with. Nice. Okay. So that was, uh, you said 2013? Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, so tell me what, what is a, uh, we hear the term TV producer. What does a TV producer really do? So you get to tell the anchors when to talk and when to stop talking, oh, nice. what camera to look at. You also write the entire, like all the anchor scripts, um, and all the small stories that the anchor anchors read, yep. the lead ins, like you write all of it. You yep. pick out sound bites, you pick out video clips, you look at press releases and turn that into like, you know, a TV news script. Yeah. So did I did that for the five and five thirty evening show. That for, sounds like a lot of work. It was. Yeah. It was yeah, it was not what I expected. You know, I, I was telling you this earlier. When I went into journalism, I was like, Oh, I'm gonna tell all these like inspiring stories of a community and like you know, like feel good stuff. Yeah. And then it was like, Oh, you've spent all day working on your newscast and it's almost time to go to air and it's like, Oh, breaking news, everything's cancelled, you oh know. My gosh. Lead with this. Oh my gosh. But it was I definitely learned a lot about more than just Johnson City, really the whole region, because WJHL does cover all of Northeast Tennessee and up into Southwest Virginia and some of Western North Carolina. So I really got a good glimpse of where we live and what all there is here. Um, And there were obviously plenty of good stories and wonderful people spread throughout all that. Absolutely. So, so tell me, let's talk about that a little bit. So how, how do you think that working in the news business uh, kind of, helped your transition into living in Johnson City because you came from a place that that now at this point is is a larger market mm-hmm. uh, and living in Columbia South Carolina going to school larger market and so was John was Johnson City on your radar screen at all before did you know where we were well I'll, I've told this story before the first time I ever came to Johnson City I was in middle school and my brother was in marching band in high school he okay. was my older brother and so he had a competition, Bands of America, at the Mini Dome. Okay, yeah. And this was back, I, I don't know the year, but I remember we came to the Mini Dome, we saw him compete, we ate at Firehouse Restaurant. Perfect, yep. And I like begged my dad to get this t-shirt for me yeah. that said, kiss my brass with a brass <laughs> instrument. And he was like, absolutely not, you're 12 years old, no. You know, but anyways, that's what, that's my first memory of Johnson City. Perfect. Not getting the shirt I wanted. Never would have imagined um, so I kind of knew where it was, but it was a little further away than those before they did the 26 stuff yes. through Asheville. Yeah. Um, but I had not been back until I came for my interview in 2013. And really, you know, it was definitely smaller. And at first I was like, oh, like how small yeah. is it? But then when you get here, like the first time I came here, I went to a restaurant and just asked like, hey, what, what can we do around here? And like people were super friendly. Yeah. And I felt a little safer coming you know, into a community where I knew no one. Yeah. Coming into a little smaller community. Yep. It's easier to find friends. It's easier to plug in. I think so. Yeah, I, I agree. So there's the first impression you have of a place, and then after a couple of weeks, after you start to get the lay of the land, there's like the real impression. You you sort of start to see it the way that that, that it really is. And you mentioned starting at JHL with with a kind of a group of friends. Mm-hmm. So. After your initial impression, what was kind of what did you start to see after after you kind of settled in the area and got to know some people? 
I'll say first, I didn't know that ETSU existed where where it was in relation to downtown yeah. until like a month after living here. I lived downtown, <laughs> yeah. and I only got on the interstate to get anywhere. I okay. never went down state of Franklin. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, there's a university right here? Anyways, that was a fun finding. Um, but I realized that the community and its leaders were invested in making this a better place to live. Um, because in 2013, I found out later that like Holy Taco hadn't been open that long, and... There were a couple other, uh, Buffalo Street Deli was here at the time, yep. and they hadn't been open very long. So places that, to me, I was like, oh, there's some good restaurants. It's like, yeah. well, these are pretty new. Like, yeah. you know, this hadn't been here long. And then with Yeehaw, Tupelo Honey, uh, Founders Park yep. happened in that first, like, year or two I was here. Right. King Commons after that. So it was it was very clear that people were invested in Johnson City and, and specifically the downtown and revitalizing it. And, you know, in so many communities, including Greenville, you see where that revitalized downtown really trickles into everything around it. And, like, by taking, like, the west end of Greenville, South Carolina, for instance, and the way they've, they you know, added the Riverwalk. And yeah. now that is, like, a huge destination and everything around that's boomed. Yeah, yeah. And so seeing that, okay, Johnson City leaders have that vision here and yep. they're invested in making that happen. Yeah. And it, and it, and you're you're coming in kind of on the on the cusp as it's starting to break, as it's right. starting to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of cool to feel like you're kind of in in the growth of it. Like it's like, okay, I've seen this evolve and change and I've been here through it and I've gone to ribbon cuttings for yeah. these like businesses and it's kind of cool to be a part of that it too. It is. Absolutely. So you worked at JHL for a few years. You're not there now. So no. what do you do every day now? So, and when I came to JHL, you know, you're, we're a journalist, so I don't know if it was the same with print, but, you know, you sign a contract. So I was supposed to be there for three years. Yeah. And after two years of being there, you know, living downtown, I, lo- I stayed, like, the downtown district is where I did a lot of, a lot of my time was spent. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, I love this community, but this job is just not going to cut it for me. Like, it's I just intense. am not happy here. Yeah. yeah it's like, I just want to do something a little more fulfilling for me personally. Yeah. But, um, so I started looking around and actually Dick Nelson from Dos Gatos, yeah. he was like one of my first friends here cause I'm a coffee enthusiast. Um, and so he was like, Hey, I saw on Facebook, there's a job with the convention and visitors bureau. And I was like, first of all, what's a convention and visitors bureau? Right. Not sure what that is. And he was like, well, just look at it. Like it might not be a fit for you, but it's worth checking out. So I looked at the listing and it was for the, um, a sales position at which now people know it by visit Johnson city. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, we need to be passionate about the community. You got to like talk it up to people. I think I could do this. Yeah. So being the, using my sales uh, intuition, (laughs) which I have no like background in sales, but I kind of changed my journalism background and kind of made that into uh, how I could sell Johnson City. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. And they bought into me and they gave me a chance and I'm so, so grateful for it. So uh, now I work for Visit Johnson City for the past four years where I get to promote where we live to groups um, like Tennessee associations. Like we try to bring in conferences and meetings. Not having a huge conference center is challenging, um, but I also do a lot of motorcycle sales. Okay, yeah. So we have a something called the Southern Dozen. It's a series of motorcycle rides that all start and end in Johnson City. So we attract rallies and anything from a group of you know, 20, 10 or 20 to like this summer we had the Harley owners group rally that brought in like 3000. Oh my gosh. So, and they were here for like five days and left a three and a half million dollar economic impact in the, in the area. So it's really fun to be able to 
like you talk it up to all these people and then they come here to visit to like see they do a site visit to yeah. see if they want to have their meeting here and then they're like okay i see it i see it then when the event happens and everyone's just like oh my goodness we had no idea this place existed like this yeah. is great we love it yeah and that's not i mean they say that about john city and and the region as a whole just how nice everyone is and how good the food is and how pretty the parks are and it's cool to hear people like really get behind your hometown or wow. well not hometown for me but you know what i'm saying yeah 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 your your adopted hometown right so all right let's let's pause there on the harley owners group group of three thousand. so when when that's up for for discussion or, you, or you're trying to sell them on johnson city what what is it that you have to show them uh, to to get them to come here, it's we have X number of hotel rooms and they're fitted out this way, and we have these restaurants. At, like, what is it that they need to see to say, "Hey, we're coming to Johnson City." So the motorcycle rallies and groups they work a little different than like a meeting because they are worried about conference space and like breakout rooms and things like that. Um, but for a motorcycle group, they one care about the scenery, which we've got an abundance of, yeah. and the roads. Um, obviously hotels play a, a big factor in that and just that they're all centrally located and near each other is nice. Yeah. Um, and really like, I mean, for them, like they don't need the meeting space for hog. We had to have some, um, event spaces. So they used the pavilion and founders park and had a band sure. and food trucks and, you know, beer trailers. We did another event in Jonesboro where we closed off their downtown, uh, main street and t- partnered with Tennessee Hills yep. to do a big event there. So really, they like to know that there's community support, yep. and we are so, so grateful to have a very progressive commission that really gets behind these events and does whatever they can to make it happen. Um, so community support, and then just like having like the community liaison. So like we had a whole organizing committee of people to really like execute all these things, and, and the committee were in charge of all the motorcycle type stuff, like the poker runs and stuff, and yeah. I was more in charge of getting community support, and they want discounts they love discounts sure. at local restaurants yeah, you know absolutely. yeah just anything to entice them um the bid process looks different for everybody but for them we just put together a nice pretty packet of what all we have and yeah. and we cl- include like um attractions like bristol motor speedway and you know they can go by the track and get a souvenir sometimes depending on the group they can do track laps you know nice yeah so yeah any way we can Make us stand out. Yeah. And you talk about that impact, that that economic impact of, you know, it's not just hotel rooms. It's not just restaurants. It's people are buying more ice and people need, you know, gas. buying gas <laughs> and, and and all those. It's, it touches the community in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, so your your job then is you're selling Johnson City to, uh, to groups. Um, when people are giving you feedback, when people have had a good experience what are some of the things they say about about their visit here? So for the motorcycle rider, it's like, oh my goodness, these mountains. I can't believe you guys live here sure. and see this every day. Yeah. And it is one of those things, like, you know, even if I'm gone for a week, when I come back, I'm like, wow, are they prettier than when I left? Right, like, right. it is so incredible just to drive up 26. Um, that and then the people, yeah. everyone they talk to, like, whether it's, a you know, restaurant staff or sometimes, like, at some events – our mayor will do a welcome and then she'll stay around and talk to people. And they're like, I can't believe the mayor just sat here and had a, you know, 20 minute conversation with us. Everyone's so nice here. Yeah. Um, those are probably the two like Southern hospitality, you know, it sounds kind of cliche, but it is truly like it stands out here. And whether it's 
a meeting, a motorcycle rally, a sporting event. That's like what all the, you know, umpires are writing. Like the Southern hospitality is incredible in Johnson City. Yeah. And that makes people want to come back. Yeah. When you have a good visit. Yeah. Hotel staff, they're fantastic too at like giving recommendations of where to go and, you know, assisting any visitor. Yeah. Yeah. That's really nice. That's Johnson City to me, at least, it feels like we have, with all the amenities you would want in a, in a large city, we don't have like big sports or, or big entertainment necessarily, but uh, those are within an easy drive. And you've uh, got the good restaurants and the sh- decent shopping, you know. Exactly. You so you've shopping. got you've got everything, oh, everything you could. Po- yeah, we've got great shop, and we have everything you could possibly want. Um, and at the same time, like you said, the mayor, you know, will show up to the events mm-hmm. and and sit around and talk to people. And and the people who are involved here are, are real people. And the accessibility and the cost. Yeah. That's another thing that gets groups, you know, especially if they're used to going to Nashville. A lot of these association groups meet in Nashville because it's easy for Memphis to Johnson City to get there. But if they come here, I mean, the hotel rate alone is slashed, you know, more than in half. And then you can easily get to a restaurant. You can easily get to all these places without being in crazy traffic or spending a ton of money. So the cost of it is also a big factor in selling some of this stuff. Yep. Awesome. Hey, we'll close out with a lightning round here, okay? So I've just got a couple lightning round questions for you. You're peeking at them. Oh, I can't don't, see. Don't Listen, pe- even though I have glasses on, I cannot see that far across the table. <laughs> Trust me. All right. So first thing that comes to your mind. At all? Uh, I'm going to give you like a A or a B. And you tell me A or a B. I thought you just meant like say the first yeah, thing just, that comes no, to your just, mind yeah, now. Just, just say a word right now. Um, I think I know the answer to this. Carolina or Clemson? Oh, Carolina. All right. How about this? Clemson or Alabama? Alabama, anybody but Clemson Holy all day. Cow, that's deep. Anybody but Clemson. That's deep. It is deep. <laughs> uh, winter or summer? Mm, winter. Craft- Preferably snow. A you, snowy winter. My my kids are losing their minds because we haven't had a good snow. Me too. I'm with your kids. I don't know. Um, craft beer or craft cocktail? Cocktail. Uh, where? Mm, lately, the Windsor. If Ooh. you haven't been to that speakeasy, it's super good. The only thing I'd say is that for me, I say craft cocktail, but I don't really get very adventurous. I get the same thing. I'm and wh- like, and what do you get? A vodka water with a lemon and a lime. Hey, that's that's decent. <laughs> uh, Wing Deer Park or Founders Park? Founders. Downtown. You're a downtown girl. I am. Uh, Big Pal or Junior Burger? Mm, double Junior. Double Junior. Oh, wow. Kind of split the difference there yeah it the ratios are better it's less bread you know to meat ratio that's a good call uh, i respect that uh you have a dog correct i do tommy tommy what's tommy's favorite place in johnson city oh he loves willow springs park yeah loves it that's a good one i get him a puppuccino i get an americano we go to the park that sounds like a, a pretty awesome time. day all right so so the question i typically close with is uh, describe your perfect day in Johnson City. Okay. It starts with coffee mm-hmm. at Dos Gatos. Yep. Because I do love it there. And yeah, I think you just said your signature drink is an Americano. It is. Okay. Yep. So have an Americano. I'll have Tommy with me. Okay. Sometimes he's allowed in places. What kind of dog is Tommy? He's a cockapoo. So okay. he's a cocker spaniel poodle. All right. And he's you precious. just take him in places and just kind of see if he fits yeah. in there or? Yeah. He's very quiet. He's very scared. So he's under my legs all the time. I don't know why he's scared, but. Anyways, that's him. Yep. People don't even notice him half the time. That's good. 
So do some downtown shopping, go to Reclaimed, yeah. go to Founders or King Commons, walk around. And then, you know, along the way you're talking because I'm a talker if you haven't guessed yet. <laughs> so like for me, just getting from Dos Gatos to Reclaimed to the park, this is like a two and a half hour ordeal. Yep. Yep. Because I've, I've stopped a lot. I get it. Yep. Um, I would say lunch at Gourmet and Company Good outside choice. on the patio on a nice day. Yep. Because you just can't go wrong. That's that lunch and the apricot tea, oh, so gosh. good. Yep. Um, let's see. I think I'd go for a hike somewhere in between. Maybe after lunch, do an after lunch hike. Either just go up to Tannery Knobs and chill, or actually go if you want to actually get some exercise to Buffalo Mountain. Yep. And then I'd probably. Hmm. Where would I go next? Maybe go to a brewery. Or get a cocktail somewhere. Yep. We're assuming that I don't have anything to do today besides just hang out. Absolutely, yeah. This is a Saturday, Sunday, something like that. Yeah. Um, and then end with maybe a good dinner at either Label or Sabores. A lot of it revolves around food. I like good food. Yeah. And this is, you can you can eat really well in Johnson City. It's and a if good the place. farmer's market was in town or in season, I would go to that too. Yeah. I love a good farmer's market Saturday. Yep. Yep. I talked to somebody else about this. And uh, nobody's, nobody's mad at the farmer's market. Everybody's in a great mood at the farmer's market. Mm-hmm. It's a good place to be. It just feels good. You know, yeah. you got all this produce and, again, coffee. Yeah. Sometimes there's music. There's yeah. lots of dogs and kids. Yeah. There's a donut truck. Exactly. You can't. You with can, the best donuts. You can't lose. I'm going to give you this one life hack that someone told me, and once they shared it with me, it was a game changer. Yeah. At the donut truck, Annie Ruth's. Yeah. So, you know, you got to choose between the donut or the pretzel. Yep. I'm really partial to the pretzel. It's so good. But they said, get the pretzel and get them to drizzle the donut oh, gosh. syrup or whatever oh, it's called. The gosh. donut icing on yeah. it. Yeah. So next time they're here around, do yourself a favor. Do the pretzel with the icing. Well, so I was trying not to eat a lot of sugar this year, but I guess we just ruined that. I'm so on a diet I'm right gonna now, I'm going to have to too. try that. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are talking about all the great places to eat. <laughs> yeah, see seriously. Jenna, what else do I need to know before we wrap this up? Um, the only thing that we didn't touch on, but this is back to work, so I don't know if we want to go back there or not, but another really fun thing that I'm really proud of that I get to do is, uh, public relations stuff. Yeah. And I get to, um, host a lot of travel writers every year. Oh, nice. Which to me, as a, the way I absorb information and kind of decide where I want to go, I like to read articles rather than see an advertisement. Yep. So to be able to host travel writers to get to tell our story is really fun for me because basically I look up whatever magazine they're with, you know, invite them to town and we pay for their stay and I get to take them to all the cool places that would interest them. Then they write a great article about Johnson City and people get to read it and hopefully visit because of it. That's So, so fun. Yeah. This last summer we had a fair amount of like outdoor travel writers that did tannery knobs. We had someone that come, uh, came to meet the mountains festival, uh, but it's just really fun to be able to showcase our community to them and then see from these travel writers that literally go, go all over the place and to see their enthusiasm for our community is really cool, too. Yeah, that is nice. That is nice. People who have who've literally seen everything mm-hmm. and had every possible experience. And, and you know, people kind of roll out the red carpet if they know a travel writer's coming. So not only have they been everywhere, but they've seen the very best foot that, that people have to put forward. Right. And if they can still look around here and go, wow, they've got some cool stuff going on, mm-hmm. that's really cool. And like, hey, if you do this, like, invite me back. I want to come back. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's a cool feeling. So well, that's fun. that was the only thing we didn't talk about that I thought I, love sh- it. I should share. That's great. Anything uh, coming up that we should know about that, that's happening in the 
tourism and convention world in Johnson City? Yes, actually. Uh, the February 23rd through the 29th is Tennessee Songwriters Week. So um, the qualifying rounds happen the month or the several weeks before it. So February 6th, there is a songwriters qualifying round at the Willow Tree. Oh, cool. It's all booked up for songwriters, but tickets are available. And then uh, February 29th, the showcase round is at Down Home. Nice. So we're really excited to be able to um, host. There's only six across the state. Oh, wow. And Down Home will be hosting one of those. So that's coming up. And then we'll also have a couple songwriter-related workshops and events happening that week, too. Then in March, we host Tri-Cities Navy Week, which is March 30th through April 5th. And we're going to have 50 to 60 Navy men come in wow. and basically just educate our community on all the things that they do. Yeah. So there'll be Navy band performances around town. They're going to be doing like exhibitions and stuff at different schools. Yeah. In all, they'll have about 75 to 100 events throughout the Tri-Cities in that week time. Wow. So those are two things on the radar for right now. That's really interesting. That's yeah. really cool. All right. Well, Jenna, thanks for stopping by. Thank you for having me. All right.